Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to This Lonely Bitch. This is Ava. I am this lonely bitch. Um, We are in a new season. This is season two, episode one. Thank you for joining me. I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, So, where to start? Where to start? Where to start? I think I'm just not even going to tell you where I am because that's boring. Where did we leave off last season? Last season we left off. I told you about, well, I told you I started this podcast for a number of reasons, mostly because I was upset about a guy I met in Malta. Um, You know, what turned, what I thought was just going to be like a vacation romance made me realize I'm ready for something more significant. Um, I learned it the hard way, but I learned it and that's all that matters. So I got myself a book, a self-help book, as one does, called Calling in the One by a one Miss Catherine Woodward Thomas, Mrs. I should say. It's a course on calling in your true love uh, that she has turned into a book and sells as a book. No one wanted to do this course with me, so I decided to overshare, as is something I'm weirdly comfortable doing, and turn it into a podcast instead. Um, The book remains kind of the backbone of this podcast, but I do read other things, I do have other experiences, and they all contribute to everything I am learning and all the ways in which I am growing and changing and releasing occasionally. I'm holding, I'm wearing headphones and I'm holding the phone up to my face. I just realized I was doing that. Wow. Okay, boomer. So what is this episode going to be about? This episode is going to be about my mommy issues. Wow. So when we left off last season, I told you about the, I told you the story about the Malta guy, but I was also kind of dating someone. Um, and I am, <laughs> uh, I'm just so imba- like, I have to say this out loud to people, um, So I've been like really obsessed with this guy and to the point where my friends are like, you're kind of obsessed with this guy. And I'm like, no, I am not obsessed with this guy. How dare you say such a thing? I am not obsessed. And maybe I am obsessed. And if I am obsessed, I have every right to be obsessed because X, Y, and Z. As you can imagine... (laughs) This uh, little romance of mine progressed and became a bit intense. And I, you know, like Radiohead said, for a minute there, I lost myself. <laughs> I lost myself. Um, yeah, but like, I mean, it was good. 
we had an earthquake. Oh my God, there's a cigarette here. And I just quit smoking. Oh my God. Um, there was an earthquake uh, in Turkey. And just before the earthquake, you know, it's like I had my own kind of like emotional earthquake. The tectonic plates of my psyche rubbed against each other and shook apart some things and destroyed some things made me realize a couple of things about myself that maybe <laughs> I mean this whole thing is like me discovering like all these things about myself that I don't like and <laughs> and somehow like liking myself in the process even more so that's cool anyway um, it was really good it helped me realize like you know um, I was in a relationship with someone who eventually became violent and I had to get out of that relationship and when you get into a relationship like that you know it's like you like don't trust yourself you don't trust yourself and you know you start to feel good but at the end of the day you still kind of don't trust yourself you still don't trust yourself which means like you're not trusting anyone you meet right there's a lack of safety. Um, and I realized that, yeah, like, I just haven't been feeling safe. Um, and because I haven't been feeling safe, like, in my own body, you know, that shows up in the world around me. And that shows up in the people I choose. Like, do I feel safe with them? And even if they are totally safe like I'm not going to feel safe with them right because I don't feel safe um so that was a helpful thing to understand about myself I don't really know why this dog is barking so much I feel like I never hear this dog bark like this maybe he just doesn't like the sound of my voice um okay and then to have gotten into that relationship in the first place you know I was beating myself up, not just about, I would say, like, even after that relationship, but, like, getting, going into it, like, I was being really hard on myself, and I think, like, I got into a relationship with someone who was, like, kind of explosive. I thought it was because of anger, like, maybe I have anger issues, which I do. Um, I don't think I have anger issues, but I, I do get quite angry, um, think I'm better about it now because now I accept that I have like a fiery personality um but um like I was just being really shitty to myself you know about things that I could no longer change or do anything about and maybe things I never uh, he even really had any control over in the first place um so to be in a relationship with someone who was, I mean, he would also kind of, like, you know, hold things against me, like, like, my own mistakes, and, like, use them against me, and I accepted that behavior. I let myself, I let myself be with someone who would do that, you know, and I think, like, it's because I was doing it, and so he was just externalizing it, and really giving me an opportunity to correct my own behavior towards myself 
so that's helpful. Um, also, the stuff about my mom. And I realized, you know, my whole childhood, my mother was obsessed with my father. Like, completely obsessed with my father. We couldn't talk about anything else. Like, if she wasn't, she always complained. She complained about my father a lot. And I learned from that a few things. I learned that, you know, I mean, I feel like I didn't, I wasn't as close to my father as I could have been because I let the voice of my mother be so loud and take up so much space in my mind that even if my father did good things, like, I didn't really see them, you know? And I didn't really make an effort to have a relationship with him as much as I did with her, you know? So there's that. And then I think I also learned, I think I also kind of decided that I never wanted to be like my mother. And when I was younger, never wanting to be like my mother meant like not falling for someone or like not choosing like, like she did, like choosing the same kind of person, not falling for the same kind of person. And I thought, or not falling for anyone, period, you know? And I think also, like, on some level, now I see that to not be like her meant, like, I would never let myself think about a person beyond what was, like, absolutely necessary. And it's not that I haven't liked people and, like, I think... How do I explain this? So it's not that I haven't liked people and like thought about them a lot, but it's like I don't like put the effort into continuing something. I just kind of shut down and withdraw. And I think it's because I think that if you like put the effort into something, I don't know, it's like like my brain like short circuits and I think it's like me putting too much effort, you know, even though I'm not making any effort at all. I feel like the way this feels in my heart makes so much more sense than it does when I try to say it in words. Um, but yeah, so there's like a part of me that when I think like, I don't want to be like my mom in relationships, like really the way I really don't want to be like my mom in relationships is like not being able to talk about what I'm experiencing in a constructive manner, right? But like, like that's, that's like adult Ava, rational Ava, husband to therapy Ava talking, right? But then like my, my child Ava, like instinctive reaction Ava, not conscious Ava when I think I don't want to be like my mother it means like I just don't want to have any part in this bullshit and I like if something is bad I also always wish my parents would get divorced so like if something is bad just like get the fuck out of it ASAP get out as soon as possible you know and like I don't give a relationship enough time to go through normal things that a relationship is supposed to go through I think
you know, like, I have this friend, and he's like, give a place some time. Like, give a place a chance. And I think, like, I don't give people a chance. Wow. <laughs> what a fucking revelation. I think it's really hard for me to give people a chance. Wow. Do I sound crazy? Anyway, how does this tie back into the book? Because there was one chapter about promises you've made, like deals you've made with other people. And I think, you know, this is a deal I made with myself a long time ago where I was like, I'm not going to let things get to this point because I'm going to let it end. I'm going to shut it down as soon as it looks like it's bad. And I think, you know, for things to look like it's not looking good when you're not when you're doing something new, especially like if you're getting to know someone new and your guard is up way up, it's not always going to look good you know and there are things that are going to make you question and make you like think like maybe this is not good you're going to have those doubts just like giving yourself time to understand and like work through them like 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 you know You know what I mean? Uh, so that yeah, so there was an exercise, exercise in calling in the one. I I think it's crazy. So the title of this book is like calling in the one. Twenty one days to finding your true love or something like this. It's like how does a person do this in twenty one days? Because it's like so much uncovering of stuff. It's like there's a weekend course, you know. And I think people actually go into this course thinking like after the weekend ends. Bada bing, bada boom. Love will arrive. Maybe it does arrive. And you have to keep doing the exercises to keep uncovering the parts of yourself. <sighs> but the love is also trying to uncover for you. Because you bring this into your own life for yourself. You ask for it. Do you see me trying? Am I, I'm trying to convince myself. You've done this for yourself. It's for you. It's all for you. It's all for you. It's a little Janet Jackson for you. Can I tell you what I've also done that has been a little crazy? I'm still in Turkey. I'm still illegal. Someone said to me, she's like, well, what's the difference between overstaying for one month versus three months <laughs> just three okay the difference between one and three and I was like I thought about it and I'm like with the authorities as far as the authorities go it's probably negligible it's just like the difference between you know the difference in the size of the fine and um <laughs> I told this to someone he's like okay I don't understand that logic but whatever works for you <laughs> but it made sense to me 
So I was like, well, maybe I can just stay for a full extra 90 days and then deal with the consequences after the 90 days. Um, but I was going to leave. Then this guy got in and I got into this fight. And um, I stayed. I stayed. You know what I did, which I've never done in my entire life. I stayed for an extra three, three and a half weeks because I wanted to try to work things out with him. You know? Just like I have to leave eventually. But, you know, like that, like after this like fight, like it was like, this is, this is not how I want to leave, you know? Yeah. Uh, we can, we can just say that there is no resolution to that situation as it stands. Um, but yeah, I've been really obsessed. And I've also been really obsessed to the point where like, I don't even know if I'm really, I think I'm still enjoying my time here. Honestly, no, that's not fair. Because sometimes I wake up and I'm like, this is the happiest I've been in a long time. Like, I'm genuinely happy here. There's stuff, of course, that I don't like, but they're so minuscule. But, like, overall, like, 85%, I'm, like, quite happy here. Um, and it's a really nice feeling. It's a really, really nice feeling. It's, a, it's, you know, I mean, I think it's funny that I feel happy and I feel safe here, but I'm illegal. Like, there is some disconnect. My sister says cognitive dissonance. And I'm like, it's energetic alignment. I'm out of alignment. <laughs> like, the difference between our language. Um, yeah, but there's, like, a disconnect, right? Because how could you feel safe and good somewhere when you are illegal? So, like, there's a baseline lack of safety. It's, like, the very baseline, you know? Do I feel safe and good here? Or maybe there's, like, part of me that doesn't that is still working on a sense of safety. The theme of the day, the theme of the day is safety. And if I am not safe, if I don't feel safe within myself, I am never going to feel safe in any relationship. Like I have to work on that myself. So maybe like, because my father, my father was a straight up bastard, but he changed, you know? But I think my mother, like, she was never able to cultivate that sense of safety herself when it came to their relationship. Honestly, she still hasn't, you know, she still hasn't. She has PTSD. She survived a war. My dad was abusive, you know? Um, lots of PTSD. So maybe that's... Like, instead of rejecting that part of myself, you know, I have the... I've, rejecting that part of myself because I am my mother's daughter and there's just no way... There's just no way I could flatter myself and say that I don't have any of her less desirable qualities. Um, as much as I'd like to flatter myself, I flatter myself all fucking day. I have a podcast about my entire, about my fucking feelings. Um, just patting myself on the back all the time. Anywho, so, yeah, like, 
like instead of maybe rejecting her, I can accept that a lot of her behavior came from this lack of this this lack of safety in her body, in her psyche, you know? And I can take that further, just like with my dad. Like I feel like I got a I got a coffee cup reading like this. Where it's about, you know, this girl said, it's you and an older man and you're holding a stick. You're both holding a stick and you're generating a lot of power from the stick. And I was like, it's me and my dad and he's passing a baton onto me, you know? Like we're runners in the Olympics. He's passing on a baton so that I can I can pick it up and I can keep going. Ooh. Emotions. And maybe it's not just my dad. Maybe I can do that with my mom, too. As much as I dislike her. <laughs> um, okay, so that's it for episode one, season two. I'm going to start adding ads to this because if I can figure out a way to monetize this so I don't have to listen to other people's problems, like that would be super clutch. Um, thank you so much for being here. I love doing this and I hope this is interesting for you. Uh, um, as Vicky would say, ciao for now.